Welcome, dear listener, to Monster Dear Monster, a podcast where we explore monsters in various media. Uh, I'm a Leonard, and today I'm joined by my co-host Dave. How's it going? Uh, I'm I'm good. Uh, a little tired, but good. That's why I've got my my trusty Red Bull. How about yourself, Dave? Uh, about the same. It's uh, it's been pretty gross weather the last day or two, so that just makes me sleepy. <laughs> um, and today on Monster Dear Monster, we are returning to Melvina's therapy uh, and the Back to Morio uh, arc, um, but. Before that, as always, it is time for Yokai of the Week. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. And Dave, what are our letters for today? We are running out of Yokai. Oh no, there's always there's always more yokai. We are looking at C, D, and E potentially on the list. All right. And as always, Dave, uh roll them. 7. The uh Doto Meke. Yes. Uh which uh is depicted as a human woman who are human women, not not singular, who are cursed with having long arms covered with hundreds uh, uh, hundreds eyes of birds due to their habit of stealing money. Uh, also known as the Totomeke. Dave, I don't know anything about this yokai. Why don't you drop some knowledge on me? All right. Uh, thankfully, this also had... An entry in the Hour of Medieval Spirits book, and we'll go with <laughs> some of that instead of the Wikipedia uh, article because they're they look like they're both the same same thing, but there's there's more um, in the the book instead. All right, appearance: Dodomeki are cursed women with very long arms covered in tiny bird eyes. They were once human girls who developed a penchant for stealing money. Because of their wicked actions, they transformed into monsters. Hundreds of tiny uh, bird eyeballs sprouted out of their arms. The the origin, um, I guess, for that particular phrase. Uh, when Toriyama Sekien first described this yokai, he inserted a number of puns. Dodomeki is described as being a woman with long arms. Having long arms, quotations, uh, in Japanese is a figure of speech meaning kleptomania. The dodomeki has long arms, both figuratively and literally. And then the, at the time, uh, the copper coin or dosen had holes in the middle of them. Uh, Because of this, they were colloquially, colloquially (laughs) known as uh, chomoku or bird's eyes. This uh-huh. play on words, yeah, there we go. Um, this play on words is the reason Dodomeki grow bird's eyes, a punishment for stealing copper coins. 
so I I have one yeah. one question for you, Dave. Um, well, w- when in uh, uh, Sekiro will we be fighting uh, Dodo Mekes? I don't know. I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe in um, Neo Two. Yes, that does actually seem much more like it. I think it's more Neo-ish. <laughs> um. So, uh, so upon yokai, there. Uh, this is always, always a fun type. Um and like cartoonishly ironic just oh you've got long arms and you got bird's eyes that's your punishment for your kleptomania um, <laughs> it's it's really it's really kind of it's blunt it's blunt in a in a in a, in a way don't you think yeah it's uh, pretty straightforward <laughs> actually i think most of these yokai are um this just has more context than we are normally given. That's true. Uh, uh, there's two specific legends. Um, the book has more. It's the same legend, same two legends. So uh, I will. I'll read the first part. All right. This is the conflict with Fujiwara no Hidesato during the Heian period. A kuge. Uh, a court bureaucrat named Fujiwara no Hidesato had just defeated the rebel Taira no Masakado and been promoted at the, as the Kokushi of the Shimotsuke province for his victory. One day, while hunting in his newly acquired territory, Hidesato encountered an old man who warned him about a yokai who had been terrorizing a nearby house a horse, a nearby horse graveyard at night. I guess that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> Hidesato went to the horse graveyard to investigate and waited until sundown for the yokai to appear. Once the yokai arrived, it revealed itself to be a dodomeki that stood over ten feet tall and had arms covered with hundreds of glowing eyes. Hidesato drew his bow and shot an arrow at the brightest glowing eye. Yep, that's what you'll do in the game. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, the big glowing weak spot. Uh... You know, I I feel that if they included this in Neo 2, um, there's probably a lesser chance of that since this is um, almost identical to the uh, one of the ending bosses in the first game. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, causing the Dodomeki to flee and collapse near Mount Myojin, when Hidesato later pursued the yokai, the Dodomeki emitted a burst of flame from its body and a fume of poisonous gas from its mouth. Outmatched, Hidesato fled from the scene and returned the next day to find the ground heavily burnt, but no sign of the Dodomeki. I'll, I'll leave you to read the next one because it's shorter. All right. Um, but also with that uh, that legend... Uh, William, uh, it's clear that that's where Capcom got William Birkin from. Um, uh, fight me, audience, on my opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the next uh, uh, story is a uh, meeting priest. Uh, she, uh, she, Toku? yeah. She okay. Nearly 400 years later, uh, during the Moromachi 
period, mm-hmm. a priest named uh, Ch- uh, Chitoku was called to investigate a series of unexplained fires that broke out at the temple in a village near Mount uh, Myojin. Mm-hmm. He started to notice a woman covered with a robe nearby the temple whenever he had sermons and discovered that she was the same Dodomeki uh, that Hisato fought 400 years later. She had come back to suck up her remaining... Wait, what? She had come back... Mm. She had come back to suck up her remaining toxic fumes and blood that she had lost during her her last battle with Hasato. Uh, the temple was built on top of the battle site, so the Dodomeki caused a series of fires to scare all the priests away. However, after constantly overhearing uh, Chikotoku uh, preaching whenever she walked by the temple, the Dodomeki becomes enlightened and v- vows to never commit any more evil deeds for the rest of her life. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much in in um, alignment with what the, the book has. <laughs> there's not there's not really any other additional information. That's fine. I am just fascinated. Um that's 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 real great. I I love you know I would have been uh, fine with, uh, yeah, I came back to get my blood, you know, that stuff. That's not, that's like a a finite resource for us. But also I need to collect my toxic fumes. (laughs) And, and, and there, and that's also still just lingering, lingering around my, my, my miasma. Uh, I would like that. I would like like that back. (laughs) And also I'm real you know what after listening to this guy that's some really good ideas he's got a I point won't, <laughs> i won't burn down any more temples hey this was a um, good one that's a pretty pretty good one uh uh oh there's there's the three um popular culture appearances of the dodomeki um in the Shin Megami Tensei, no surprise. Um, franchise. N- none. Uh, Yokai Watch. Um, it's a black humanoid monster with specifically 13 eyes and horns. Uh, it has wonderfully been dubbed as Eyesore yes. <laughs> in the English version. Yep. <laughs> that That's pretty much it. <laughs> Uh, and that has been the yokai of the week. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, not confirmed for Sekiro. <laughs> maybe confirmed for maybe confirmed <laughs> for maybe confirmed for Neo Two. You heard it here first. Yeah, breaking breaking news from from uh, breaking video game news from it's Monster our, Day. It's Monster. our prediction. It's all according yeah. to the die. Yeah, our our single prediction for Neo Two is that there will be a Totomeki or Dotomeki. Um But uh, enough about that. It's uh, it's time to get back to uh, uh, a subject that's near and dear to to my heart personally. Uh, 
Movina's Therapy, because I love this webcomic, and uh, I want to talk about it a little more. Um, if you recall and have listened to our previous episode on Novena's Therapy, uh, we covered uh, Hairs, Ears, and Chairs. Getting those titles right, Dave? Yes. Um, no, no, Hairs, Arms. There we go. Hairs, Arms. And chairs. Um, you don't happen to have that. You know, I had. I there's a note in my notes that says, um, make sure that you write down what episode of Monster Deer Monster that was, uh, so I could say it on air. But then didn't. it's too late. I don't have it. I don't have it. It was a more recent one. Um, well, this in particular is the third arc of yes. Melvina's Therapy, and it originally, well, the, I guess the first uh, episode of it came out in um, August 16th of 2017. So it's it's still fairly recent. Right. Um, and uh, well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is the uh, Back to uh, Moranu arc. Um I believe it's the longest arc in the series um, and where a lot of Melvina's uh, therapies overarching narrative is uh, begins to be established with the, the series. Um, but I want to, I want to ask you, Dave, um, what did you think about this arc? I know that you enjoyed uh, uh, hairs, arms and uh, chairs. I liked what this was doing more. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in, in relation to the number stations, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll bring up a little bit later. Uh, uh, and as a completely relevant side note, our episode on Melvina's Therapy was episode 59. If you there want to go back go. and listen to that. Um, so... Do back we to, wanna <laughs> back to yeah. back to more now? Uh, so, uh, this arc starts like uh, uh basically, uh, uh, like almost every arc of Mel Melvina's therapy, where somebody is describing um a trauma, uh, a trauma, uh, and this happens to be. A young man who keeps repeatedly having a dream uh, where he is back in his own hometown as a uh, young uh, young man, young teenager, um, entering a dark uh, cave that looks like an entrance to a mine shaft. He says that he hears a woman laughing, but then realizes that she's not laughing and that she's screaming. And then... Uh, is attacked uh, by some unseen presence. Uh, and then he uh, tells Melvina that he ran away from home a uh, long time ago. Uh, uh, Melvina being the uh, uh, totally scrupulous, not at all evil um, um, therapist that she is, uh, tells him that he has clearly there's some unresolved issue around his leaving uh home 
uh, and that he he needs to go back home and confront whatever it is that he failed to face uh, at that time. And that uh, that starts off uh, this arc. Uh, it should be noted uh, that uh, while it seems like she's furiously scribbling notes, uh, <laughs> she is actually just drawn uh, two uh, rubber duckies on her she's, notepad. She's been doodling. Yep. Um, can, do we want to do a play-by-play? Do we want to talk about like some uh, specific themes with this one? Where do you want to take this one, Dave? Uh, I'll do a brief synopsis of what happens, and then we can take a look at a couple more of the more interesting bits. All right. Okay. So our our titular character, this is Freddy. He's mm-hmm. had issues with his hometown. Um, something obviously happened uh, to, to him back when he was a younger, younger child, I guess a teenager. And he, when he left, he basically abandoned his friends, his parents, just the town in general. Mm-hmm. Melvina, at Melvina's prompting, her her solution of um, he should return to the town to to address his issues. He takes that to heart and he goes back to the town. Um, he meets up with his parents. The viewer is treated immediately. The reader, <laughs> so something's a little off. Uh, with with both of his um, parents, of the two, the mother seems more lucid, but were, hmm, we're, she's framed as the parents in like Charlie Brown, yes, where, or or the teacher, I guess, adults in Charlie Brown, where they're really just a body and not not a head. Mm-hmm. Um, it it does show her face every now and then, but it it takes kind of pains to present her in a way that's a little off. Right. Um, the father is something's definitely wrong um, with him. Just his his he seems to be enfeebled. Um, maybe uh, has having bouts of dementia or something. And he's he's not particular. Neither of these parents are particularly old. Um, Freddie himself is maybe early twenties. He's still yes. Young. He uh, also has a run in with um his best friend Matt. And Matt's sister, Erin, I think. Yes. Erin uh, works at the hospital, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Matt does. He just hangs out in the yeah. town. It doesn't, doesn't dig into that. Um, there seems to be a, a rash of strange... Um, behaviors kind of spreading among the townsfolk it turns out that people are beginning to repeat uh everyday activities but mm-hmm. in in a way that you physically can't stop them from doing something like someone maybe chopping uh vegetables for dinner right and they're just continually chopping at the at the cutting board and won't stop and their muscles are rigid and you can't physically force them to stop doing that so it, it sort of devolves into people being taken to the hospital and you can kind of see them sitting there just repeating whatever the action was um that of course steadily gets more and more horrifying as the actions become 
in, endangering things to either themselves or others. Yes. Um, Matt has sort of he's met back up with Freddie. They're kind of going around the town, seeing things getting worse and worse. Um, Freddie becomes concerned for his own parents, and they they head back to to Freddie's house to find out that Freddie's father is caught in that loop and wants to just continue shaving his neck. Yeah, that, that gets unpleasant. Um, they try to go get treatment, like take the father to the hospital. And that's, I think, where they meet Aaron. Mm -hmm. uh, and then all three of them uh, continue to, like, traverse the town. Uh, things get weirder and weirder. And we find out that the repetitions aren't limited to people's actions, but the town itself, everything in the town is sort of, I don't know, ref refracting on itself. Yes. Um, and that is, uh, that includes buildings, the landscape, uh, and, and an important part is the forest. The trees are um, becoming fractals of mm -hmm. themselves. And that creates a sort of barrier around the entirety of the, of the little town. It's like a little coastal right. town. So they can't leave, but they're sort of... But while they're stuck, it's getting unsafe. Yes. Uh, and throughout all of this, we're sort of getting fed a backstory of what potentially had happened to... Um, prompt freddy to leave in the first place mm -hmm. the um the, the the three the trio had um originally they had found a i think i said it's a duck um yeah yes like a duck egg which makes sense because melvin is sketching little ducks um uh they found a little duck that had hatched like a hatchling and it had imprinted itself upon Freddie in particular, but was sort of following the the three kids around um, as as if as if they were its parent, and they had adventures um, until I think Freddie stepped on it. <laughs> it yes, it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant thing. The animal was um, killed, and that became a rift between the the three of them. Uh, and spurned spurred Freddie on to to develop issues right is like the cover story yes we that 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 not actually what happened at all nope <laughs> well it is uh, just not that exactly. that's the most um acceptable uh, right mental image <laughs> so that's that's um, the long and short of what this is dealing with as far as his past trauma, the current events and just the bizarre things happening to this little town. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a small town of um, 2000 something. There's a specific population quote on the, um, the board as they drive or as Freddie drives into town. Uh, and what he doesn't note at the first time is I think that the board is reading like two million 
Mm-hmm. It's obviously <laughs> a town that, that's not going to support two million people. Two thousand sounds about right. Right. Um, but like everything else, the that signboard itself was becoming a um, a refraction, and the numbers had just duplicated, like on the signboard. Yes, exactly. Giving yes, the population repeated twice on the on on the mm-hmm. uh, signboard, uh, thus giving a ridiculous number to, to this uh, quiet, seemingly mountainside community. Yeah, it's a sleepy little town. Yes, Freddie takes a takes a bus back home. Um, it's very um, it's out of the very, way, like a little rural community. Yes. So <laughs> now that we've got the uh, the short version, uh, the the synopsis, uh, if you will, out of the way, because we definitely want you, dear readers, to to listen or read both. this. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, right, right. Yes, both. Please um, uh, do what uh, do specifics do we want to get into in this uh, in this tale, Dave? Well, I think we we covered the the salient points. Uh, the things that stuck with me in particular were um, the nature of the duplication. Mm-hmm. It's not just duplication. It's a like I said, it's a it's a fractal effect. So it's uh, was it recursive. I'm not sure. Yes. What, the, what the word would be. I think that's the right one. Um, because it's not limited to well anything in particular um right the architecture begins yes. to repeat and kind of twist in on itself you get these wonderful escher like labyrinths formed out of these little you know it's a, it's a small a lot of the there's maybe two stories on some of the houses but they're usually like smaller homes but they right. begin to like stretch into the sky and just become a twisted maze of dead ends, strange rooms. Um, you're able to kind of walk into one house, but end up somewhere else because everything's just wrong. Yes. Um, and of course, the uh, the 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 denizens of the town are are no um, no less affected by this. Uh, the, yes. The repeating of their actions is not the only thing. It's a, it's a physical, um, horrendously physical transformation as well as parts of hands, faces, other bits of their bodies begin to like sprout off of themselves. So there's a, there's a large element of body horror um, in this. Yes. Uh Yes, when I uh, when I think about the uh, buildings, it's it. I think of the uh, Winchester Mansion refracted yes. through a prism. Um, that is, uh, uh, it is it, it is even less sensical than the Winchester Mansion uh, because it is actually just buildings growing from each other, yeah. almost like plants. Now, with the Winchester House, it's it's. A physical you're you're able to replicate that right this is like it's impossible you can't the laws of physics wouldn't let you build things like this mm-hmm. in fact there's there's even there's even a point where they 
they walk down an alleyway through this kind of um, uh, a flowered uh, building superstructure and the uh, pathway behind them just closes off because a wall rises. Things are just continually growing. Yes. Um, So that's unpleasant. Um, uh, The the body horror is unpleasant, but what I... uh, I actually found uh, far more unpleasant were uh, the repeating uh, people repeating their actions because um, repeating actions is not uh, uh, limited to being alive. So yeah, <laughs> uh, there are a number of, of, of horrific things that happen. Um, I think the worst is the uh, the burn victim. Yeah, I would actually almost leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> let people read that themselves. Yep. Um. Uh. And uh. Uh. Can we uh before we move on to some other points? Uh. Did you get uh? Was I the only one that got a very uh uh. What is it? Uh, Uzumaki? Is that the Junji Ito? Yes. Uh, feeling from this arc in particular? No, th- that's because that also deals with recurring shapes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it, it's very similar. Um, which is... Well, uh, not not and- to mention that um, the... the or, I, that's the wrong turn of phrase. Um, a. Rasen, the illustrator, author of uh, Mel Venus Therapy. There's a lot of Junji Ito ins- inspiration, I think, yes. in their artwork. Mm-hmm. Just the way people are generally drawn. Um, well, in, 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 it is the nature of the work being Mel Venus Therapy um, that a lot of the clients are sort of depressed but they have that mm. kind of baggy eyed heavily shadowed like overshadowed um, look that's uh, found in in Jinji Ito's work. Yes. It's very very all, all very good. Yeah, yes, this is this is this is only praise for the artwork which is is has, is uniformly fantastic. Uh not throughout not just throughout this uh, arc but throughout the entire series uh so do we want to do we want to uh, are we going to we're gonna leave the 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 source of the mystery up for the listener to yeah. discover yeah i don't want to i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> just we'll leave that alone even though that technically should be our bread and butter but it's, it's but they're good enough to, to 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 leave as a as a surprise uh there was something that you had mentioned uh earlier though that you wanted to talk about uh, yes um the number stations so what we do get uh in particular in the case of things being repeated on physical forms several of the townsfolk um, 
their heads split open and it's horrific but more heads sprout from those heads into like a tower so yep tower of heads that that yep. isn't unstable it's not you know <laughs> no worried about jenga there um yes they're just reaching into the sky but what they what they do is they're repeating in german a string of numbers which uh i believe in the notes for the movie um, the back to more now um ending mm-hmm. uh is a specific string from from a recorded number station so the number stations are um un untraced trend radio transmissions um short wave short wave radio transmissions as far as i'm aware um mm-hmm. in in not only in different different countries so they're in the uk they're in europe other parts of europe um in the north america mainly in the 60s and 70s that uh it's just on average it's a female voice repeating strings of digits um yep people don't know what those refer to if it's a code what it is it's just kind of spooky all around um however uh coincidentally about the time that you recommended we would look back into this i watched a film called banshee chapter it's a a 2013 film and it is well i'll i'll actually highly recommend it because it not only deals specifically with number stations but it it has a uh decidedly lovecraftian bent as well Mm. Um, I, I would go as far as to say this could have potentially been some inspiration for um, this uh, this comic arc as well. Mm-hmm. But that uh, centers around a young journalist who's um, one of her college friends. So a friend when she was in college. Um, right. Had decided to look or i guess his uh, his his research at the time had been into the mk ultra program which okay. was a, a government program centered around using psychotropics to um enlist either mind control or develop extra sensory powers in people ah uh, yes through drug um therapy i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) therapy um, administration but um his research led him to find uh an unnamed source that was able to provide him with a sample of that particular um government uh created drug okay and this this enterprising scholar decides well i'll just test this on myself because that's uh, what we do that's a good thing <laughs> because be, because i need the scary movies plot to get started yes so he <laughs> he takes the drug things happen and he disappears mm-hmm. his uh his journalist friend um goes on a hunt to try to basically figure out what happened to him. Right. And along the way, she encounters uh, a 
a sort of Hunter S. Thompson analog. <laughs> okay. Um, portrayed by the the actor escapes my name. I actually have it pulled up. Um it's the gentleman that was Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. It is, oh, Ted Levine. Yes, yes. I see it immediately. Um, <laughs> so his his performance just like he's just chewing scenery. <laughs> it's right, one of the better parts of the film. Um, <laughs> but it turns out that he potentially had a connection and was the one that provided the um, the chemicals to her uh, her friend. Okay. And through her meetings with him, um, she sort of uncovers more of this cons- this MK Ultra conspiracy. Uh, and we get how it's related to number stations um, in parts of North America. Okay. And then creepy stuff happens. Um, and I, I don't want to spoil it because <laughs> it right. gets really good. And the, and then bi- and then the big creepies happen. And then the big creepies happen. Yeah, uh, they're happening the should. whole time. Really, it's actually pretty good. it's it's consistent throughout the film. <laughs> oh, okay. That's always that's always a plus. Uh, that sounds. Uh, you know what? We might as well just put that on the docket. We might yeah. should just <laughs> cover really cover that at some point. Um. Uh. Yeah, I really like this uh arc. Um like I said, it really helps uh it is it it helps establish the uh Melvina's therapy universe in a way that I actually really wasn't expecting uh given the uh first two uh issues, uh first two comics. Um hmm. but there they... is it yes. They hinted at, uh, I guess there were, each previous arc was a little bit of a glimpse into Melvina. Yes. Like, on the side. This has the most uh, overt examples of what she's doing, but just not why. Right. Um. But we can't talk about that no. because then we'll get because then we'll be giving it away. But just know that the uh, the very the very dramatic looking ice queen is not your friend. Um, can, I can I will I cannot overstress how much I love Melvina's character design. Um, you kind of get everything you need to know about that character the moment you set eyes on her. It's, um, it's totally Glenn Close. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> from from like one hundred and one Dalmatians, <laughs> and only the best way possible. Yes. Because once again, we um um, I I I I hope I'm not uh, overstating for you, uh, Dave, but uh, I believe that we are both big fans of this series. Um, yeah, no, it's really good, and I'm um only growing to appreciate it more. Um the more we look into it what i really like uh and that we we sort of discussed the first um time we covered the first two episodes uh are the nods to other popular culture which is great Mm -hmm. but the in-universe nods to 
what is going to potentially happen in the next episode. Right. So there's no way to even like understand that until you go back to read them. So the, the rereadability (laughs) of this is, is there's it's high. Yes. There's a lot of reason to go back and look through these intricate um, panels and just try to, to figure out what the long game is on this because all of this has been like excessively pre-planned. Yes. Which is, which is really nice. Yes. Um, uh, it's, it's like I said before, it's, it's one of my, my favorite things. And, um, uh, some of you may, some of you who, who listen and actually started reading the comic, uh, um, others who uh, might not be aware, but uh, M- Melvina's therapy is sadly coming to an end. Uh, that story uh, has is 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 wrapping up, and um, I'm finding it rather fulfilling. So, um, I'm I'm just a big fan, and really would uh, really love highlighting this series because it. Uh, it um hits so many of the uh my uh uh thumbs up bells for <laughs> for uh 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 horror and and just theming so i really uh big suggestion big big ups for me for melvina's therapy Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, this is one that I'm certainly look looking forward to covering more of the uh, the episodes. Ag- agreed, um, and hopefully we will have uh, our uh, our missing cohort uh, Cameron back. Um, I heard uh, from no one in particular that he's. Uh, uh, having a desperate spear battle with Footsie Roach. Um, <laughs> and we all uh, wish him well. Yes. In his Stay safe. Stay safe out there. One thing that will be good when is when we uh, return to cover this, we'll, we'll take a more in-depth look um, on the particulars of, I think, previous episodes, because people will have had time to to catch up at that point, and we won't be hopefully spoiling things. Yes, exactly. Uh, and also having to go back and potentially look at things from previous episodes because they're now relevant to what's going on in this episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, that's... Um probably gonna wrap us up this is a a little bit of a shorter episode uh, due to the nature of what we're discussing um yes we want you to try to to not (laughs) spoil things right um uh i'm 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 terrified to ask but i feel uh, that i would be remiss if i didn't but do we happen to have any monster mail um no oh come on people our monster box is start wasting, wasting away. Wasting I'm, away. Well, I know what. I'll I'm, double check. I'll double check. 
wasting people. Only you can help save the monster, dear monster, monster box with yes. your delicious nope, letters. It's, it's empty. But on a positive note, we should have a guest um, probably next episode, if not with, within this um, next month lined up. Very exciting. Very, uh, it's always exciting. Um, I, I, will I said be... that in a flat tone. I'm ex- I'm actually excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it it believe me, I cannot overstate yes just how excited I am. And and word has it that uh, we will be returning to some lycanthropy, some werewolves um, for that guest episode. So. Woo-hoo. Also, likewise excited because it's been a yes. while. Everyone uh, will have to watch Howling Three with me. Oh man! <laughs> uh... No, no, we're not watching Howling Three. Um, okay, yeah. No, I think that that's it because we're going to start to to ramble here in a minute. Um, yeah, I'll let you do the closing up, Leonard. All right, Dave. Where can people find you on the internets? You can find me on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. That's that's pretty much it. That's where I live. <laughs> How about and, yourself? Uh, you can find me at uh, uh, Doctor Faust is dead at tw- uh, on Twitter. You can also find me on YouTube uh, at Doctor Faust is dead. Um, no at, just Doctor Faust is dead, uh, where I make content of some sort uh really at this point i've just decided that uh given my uh my limited free time that i will just make and kind of post whatever i can uh, uh get a chance to to make that being said i am almost finished with uh the script for my next video essay where i try to uh get people to uh play the evil within 2 because that game is really good and it makes me real sad that it sold really poorly and didn't uh didn't do well uh when it was released uh but other than that uh that's where you can find me and uh uh, our 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 brave warrior Cameron can be found where Dave on Twitter at night underscore twitten, um, and he can also be found on the Warhammer podcast Realm and Ruin, um, probably dot com. <laughs> and Dave, don't don't sell yourself short, but you also have a another podcast. Yes, I have more than one other podcast. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you like kung fu movies, um, I discuss kung fu movies um, at length on um, Crouching Tiger Hidden podcast. You can find that on iTunes uh, or. Hard Rock Saves the Space Dandy, if you like Asian sci-fi from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Dave has a very (laughs) specific niche that he fits into. There's multiple, multiple niche 
<laughs> and then there's my un unrecorded uh, police crime movies from the seventies and spaghetti westerns that I'll <laughs> never get around to doing because I don't have time. <laughs> but the interest is there. It's there. Uh, I don't do any other podcast because I work all the time. Uh, but uh, I think that will do it for uh, myself and Dave. Um, thank you, as always, for uh, listening to this uh, episode of Monster Dear Monster. And we hope that you will join us again soon. And send us reviews. Thank you. Yeah, yes. And mail. <laughs> monster mail for the Monster Box. I And also, if you hate that I call it the Monster Box and you think it's real corny, send send us mail and I'll stop calling it that. Anything, anything. <laughs> threaten, I, it's always good to threaten your listeners. Don't don't threaten the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good, Dave. It's always good to show contempt for your audience. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get, get us out of here. Get us out of here. Yep. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, bye, y'all. <laughs>